Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Everything EV, the podcast that is focused on everything electric. Here we'll be discussing everything to do with electric travel, ranging from cars, bikes, scooters, boats and even planes. And for this episode it is planes which we'll be focusing on, as I'll be joined by Jeff Zoltzman, the CEO of Air AC, the world's first and only all-electric airplane racing championship. He's widely recognised as a world-leading promoter in the development of air races, having established the International Formula 1 air racing series Air Race 1, as well as several other series. By the sounds of things, he's a very busy man, and so we're very grateful for the fact that he's found time to join us today. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. First things first, Air AC. It sounds amazing, and as the person responsible for bringing this to life, you must be really excited. Yeah, no, this is this is a fantastic time. Actually, every day is a, an exciting day for us, and it just gets more and more exciting as we as we progress with the, with the series. Um, but uh, yeah, it feels like we're really on the on the verge of history, so uh, it's very exciting. And, uh, so yeah, I started the project a few years ago. Uh, well, depends on how we define the project. I've been working in air racing for many years, um, but electric air racing as of the past few years, and it's just really shooting up in terms of uh, excitement level and maturity and everything else and momentum. We'll come back to the series in just a second, but I just wanted to follow up on your background. Obviously, you've been involved in air racing for a number of years now. Can you just give us an overview of your career so far and how it's led you to this point? Yeah, so, you know, I've been involved with air racing for 17 or 18 years, maybe maybe even more. Uh, I've been a pilot for longer, and that's really the answer to the question, I think, is uh, you know, when I became a pilot, I actually, to be honest, had never, never heard of air racing before I became a pilot. And then having, you know, just sort of being around the pilots and, and, and the community and realizing that there's this amazing motorsport out there that we called air racing and people do this uh, really exciting kind of kind of crazy uh, activity. I was like, why, you know, why don't people know about this? You know, what, where, why, you know, why is this, uh, why is this so unknown? It's such an exciting sport. So I set out to try to find, a, you know, a, a sort of a, a way to bring it out to the mainstream, uh, sort of a platform to showcase air racing to the world, because air racing has over 100 years of history, uh, a, a lot of history behind it. It used to be one of the most popular sports on the planet, you know, many, many decades ago. Um, so I thought, how do we bring that back and how do we how do we develop that? So I've been doing air racing events around the world uh, in a, at least 10 countries, four continents, uh, all around of different formats, different types of races. Um, and, uh, and really leading that, you know, on a global, global basis. And, and, uh, and, and now we're at a new heyday, sort of a, a new crossroads, a, a new milestone uh, to take air racing into the future by going electric. So that's, that's a really exciting uh, opportunity for us to capitalize on that legacy of 100 plus years and take it into the next 100 plus years. Yeah, amazing. And now in that 100 or so year history we're at this point now where like you said it is, it is going electric can you just talk about air ac the project itself from when it started to to where we are now with with the series yeah so air ac started um as we've kind of indicated it, it came came along from air race one which is uh based on a sport called formula one air racing so it's an existing format of racing that's been around for 75 years um, and we've been running those events around the world uh, as Air Race One. Air Race E came about uh, about three years ago uh, when we took the same format, basically it's, it's the exact same format of Formula One racing and converted it to electric. And I mentioned the format, I should probably stop and, and, and explain it. This is eight airplanes lining up on the runway all together for a race start 
uh, standing start rate, uh, race start, uh, they drop the green flag and they take off all together, all eight planes. They climb to about 10 meters above the ground, racing in an oval circuit, multiple laps, and first one across the finish line wins. So they're passing and trying to get around each other. I mean, it's pure motorsport, fastest motorsport in the world, and it is just really exciting. So this, this format has, I mean, it's just an amazing format. So we, we took that and not only is it exciting, but it also has a long history of, you know, uh, really well, like, well, let's call it rules, you know, so there's safety rules, there's procedures, there's expertise, and there's a community around it that makes it as safe as possible. Um, and also as exciting as possible. So we work with that and, and decided, you know, let's use what already works. Let's use this format of air racing, which is super exciting. And, but let's take it forward into the future where in the direction that aviation is heading and let's work on the electrification of aerospace by using this racing plat, uh, you know, racing format as a platform for development. So about three years ago, I took the plunge and I said, it, it just kind of hit me. It was kind of strange. I, I mean, how did it come about is, I guess it was a bit of a soft approach for perhaps even a few years when I had been approached by different air, electric airplane manufacturers and people in the space and where they were just postulating, Hey, Jeff, you're the, you're the racing guy. You know, you're that, you're the global racing guy. Can you do a race with our electric race planes? I'm like, well, yeah, I suppose, you know, we can organize something. We can figure out something. And, and, but either the planes weren't ready yet, they weren't quite developed or they, they were required us to, to sort of purchase eight airplanes or something. And there was, there was per, you know, sort of, uh, you know, barriers to entry for those types of business model. And so it just kind of sat there and people would approach me about it, electric racing. And I always kind of thought just like most other people did that it was kind of off in the future, right? Something it'll come around someday. And then I just realized, you know what? We actually have the technology and the ability and the capability, and more importantly, the demand and the need to do this right now. So why not just do it? And it just I kind of all came together. And then I thought, but instead of having sort of picking a manufacturer and racing eight of their planes against each other, we really want it to be a technological competition as well. So what I did was I said, well, why don't we take sort of one of each of those manufacturers or just multiple manufacturers and pit the technology against each other on the race course. So it's a test of technology, not just, you know, a race circuit. So what, that all kind of came together and it really kind of hit me. It took, let's say it took me a few years to kind of dawn on me, but when it did, it hit me as almost an epiphany. And I just said, I'm doing this and we announced it and we just went full speed ahead um, and, and launched into it. So, uh, yeah, so we're really sitting on a good foundation, but also have um, a really, really exciting uh, path that we're blazing forward uh, and we're, we're leading the way. We're, we're the first, um, you know, to, to be doing this. I mean, it just sounds absolutely amazing and really exciting. One thing I wanted to touch on is that electric motorsport is growing in general. Obviously, you've got the emergence of Formula E and the Extreme E racing series as well. I just wanted to get your opinion on why electric motorsport in general is getting so much attention at the minute and why now is the perfect time to launch air race. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it really, it, it really is a fascinating question because I mean uh, the whole, the whole segment of electric motorsport is absolutely burgeoning. It's, it's, it's expanding. It's growing really rapidly. Um, I mean, just, you know, even just a few years ago, I think it was met with a lot of skepticism and doubt, and, and people were critical and some people were optimistic as they should have been. Um, but, but there was a lot of, I wouldn't say criticism, but skepticism. 
and and they just blew that all away. I mean, really, they've all of the series out there that have been uh, you know pioneering in electrification are all doing a really good job uh, of of taking the steps forward that they need to do. You know, it was really, I guess, at least in my perspective, kind of pioneered by Formula E. You know, the electric car race series, and they've just done uh, a great job. And and they've really proved the case. They've really proved the concept, and that the audiences, you know, in, in addition to just the world in, at large want this they really they really appreciate it and the racing can and is or can be and, and is just as exciting so it, it's really exciting racing um it, we don't lose anything by that but we're also adopting new technology so there's many more elements and dimensions to the the sport so for air racing uh going electric uh, i guess that was the again the big paradigm shift the big leap we, we're all accustomed to cars uh you know being you know, electric. I mean, we're not, we haven't all adopted an electric car, uh, the use of an electric car, but we, we, we accept it. We know they're there. It's quite comfortable. We know, uh, you know, it's still novel, but it's pretty routine. Uh, and, but it's taken, of course, decades for automotive to reach that point. Uh, and now it has. And I think it's at, for automotive in particular, it's at a really, really, uh, you know, crystallizing moment where it's just going to become ubiquitous in, a, in, a, in an exponential rate. And so I think aviation, I mean, this is where we can shift our sights to aviation, and that's the next frontier. That is the next place to go electric. Now, aviation has different challenges than that automotive doesn't have, just in terms of the literally the physics of flight. You just cannot fly an airplane with as much battery as you need to take it a meaningful distance with a number of passengers that make it worthwhile. So aviation is behind automotive, but really it's um, you know, it's largely because it's kind of had one hand tied behind its back because it, the laws of physics prevent it from being productive. The cool thing about air racing is that we don't have that issue of endurance. We don't have that issue of distance or carrying passengers. We can take the technology that exists now and run it through its paces and really, you know, grab it and push it to its extreme limits to test it and perfect it uh, on a race circuit, which is a a, a controlled environment, but it's a real world mission. It's a race, you win or you lose, you can measure success. So you can do all these things now, currently, and that will lead to the development of all those technologies in the future. So now is the right moment, coming back to your point, it's, it's a perfect moment for us to develop this in aviation. And we have the benefit of, you know, sort of being able to see how it's evolving in other electric motorsports. So we can kind of really take a nice holistic and collaborative approach. We think there's plenty of opportunity also for lots of collaborations with these other sports. Yeah, just going back to when you said that the aviation industry, the electric aviation industry doesn't have the endurance. So for now, you're focusing on the speed side of things. You said the planes are going to be able to reach speeds of up to 280 miles per hour, and it's going to be the world's fastest motorsport. I just wanted to touch on the pilots for the series. I mean, they're going to have to be some of the bravest people on the planet, surely, to be taking part in this. Who have you got on board at the moment? What's the the sort of the caliber of the pilot needed to compete in a series such as this? Yeah, well, that's a, a fair and I'd say accurate uh, observation. Uh, yeah, these planes go fast. We're we're and we're racing at ten meters above the ground, twenty meters above the ground, with seven other airplanes trying to pass you at the same time. So it's not even just the speed; it's the whole environment that you're dealing with in three dimensions. So you know the the pilots that are able to you know, compete, even just exist and fly in that environment, let alone be competitive um, and safe, uh, really are a different caliber. They're a different species of pilot almost. 
uh, it's really interesting. They have to have quite a varied uh, background as well. So it's not just like, are you a pilot and are you fast? You know, it's, you've got to have formation experience, which is flying alongside other people in close proximity, uh, aerobatic experience. You know, can you correct for yourself from an inverted position and how do you control the airplane? Uh, and a, a number of other things we call it tailwheel experience, which is a, a unique type of aerobatic plane, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then there's a number of qualifications they have to go through and to get race certified, to get their race license. There's courses and, you know, a, a whole host of different hurdles. And, and, and of course, there's just uh, you have to have the right character. Um, so it, it's a really important uh, process to vet the pilots and to train them and make them safe and teach them the rules. Of course, we have a, a large tome of rules they have to understand and be able to uh, to work with. So. All that aside, in a nutshell, these guys are the top pilots in the world. I mean, they are, and they come from all different walks and backgrounds. Some are fighter pilots, some are just everyday, I guess say everyday, but uh, airline pilots everyday, because that's where most of us have familiarity with pilots, you know, in a 777 or something like that, or an Airbus 320, and this guy gets out into, um, you know, into a race plane on the weekends. Uh, and, and others are doctors and lawyers and mechanics and, and everything else. Um, and then they, they focus this as their passion. Um, so yeah, so they, they come from all backgrounds. They, they all have to be absolutely elite, um, along with the technology and the airplanes themselves, uh, to be able to, to, you know, sort of handle the rigors of flight and also pulling so many G's around a, a racing circuit. Now, where are we with the series at the moment and what's the, the current situation? Uh, I believe it's quite a delicate state for the series at the moment with the very first flight of an all-electric racing plane taking place next year. What are the next steps for the series as we edge closer to that very first green flag with, with all of the planes lined up on the starting line? Yeah, I like that, the, the first green flag. Um, yeah, so we are looking, uh, we're going to be doing the first race next year. Um, we have, uh, and I should mention that eventually we're going to be growing probably by 2025, uh, to a steady state of eight races that that's where we we see the the kind of optimum number of races per year they'll be all over the world uh to you know a series of eight races but next year we're going to be launching our, our first race um and uh possibly more actually we we have enough interest we've been talking with 100 something cities probably 200 cities around the world that are really interested in hosting this event um so we're, we're sorting that out we're going through a bidding process right now where we're vetting the different uh uh, venues and we're make, we have a shortlist actually now um, and we'll be announcing that in the coming few months um, but so but next year you know we'll have the host cities uh, lined up for the races uh, that's almost the easy part you know the hard part of course is getting the planes there so you have to have planes to race and these planes don't exist so we're building them we're making them uh, I say we I mean together with the teams these teams are groups of engineers all around the world um, some of them aircraft manufacturers some of them uh, mechanics or shops or uh, even university student teams um, and they're all building uh, a race a dedicated race plane that's its mission they're you know they're building a plane for this race um, so so that's that's very exciting and that's all happening now and we're really ex pleased to say that in July uh, we, we just announced a week or so ago uh, that in July we're going to be holding uh, or showcasing our first test flight of an actual electric race plane first test flight not just for us, but for anyone in history. So this will be the first flight of a race plane, uh, electrified, and uh, we'll be doing that in July. We'll be announcing more details as we go. And from that point, all the other teams are gonna start test flying and we're gonna see all the pieces fall into, 
into you know fall to come together and uh, uh, and everything will fall into place over the next year. We're going to have a busy year. I mean, it certainly sounds like it's going to be a busy year, that's for sure. One thing I did want to touch on just off the back of what you said there, you said that trying to organise all the different cities and the different venues is, is almost the easy part. Obviously, over the last year, you've surely been faced with some difficulties considering the effect of the, the COVID-19 pandemic. What have been some of the biggest challenges for you since you decided to take that plunge and go full steam ahead with the series? What's been the, the hardest part of getting Air AC organised and getting it to this point? Yeah, that that's true. And 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 you're right, perhaps I was a little dismissive of the, the ease of getting cities. That's that's not the case. That certainly it catches everyone's attention and, and people see the value that we bring and they understand why this is important and they want to invite Air AC there to showcase their own sustainability objectives and uh, you know, shine a spotlight on the needs of the, of the infrastructure at the airports and, and attract visitors. But uh, with the pandemic, that was all actually a, a challenge. I mean, everyone got it, you know, it clicks. Ah, great, we want this. But of course, uh, you know, for the past year and a bit, nobody wanted to talk about events, sport and, and aviation is another whammy in there. Uh, you know, so that was a, a challenging time which probably did us some good in some ways because we got to develop the hone the product and develop it. And, and the planes are, of course, they, they continued to work. Uh, they did have a lot of issues with um, suppliers, uh, batteries and other manufacturers and units that the teams needed to su be supplied to build the aircraft were, were often delayed and held up because factories were shut and distribution channels uh, were interrupted by COVID. So there, there've been a lot of hiccups, a lot of challenges. Um, as we know with, with many, many industries around the world. Um, but yeah, events and aviation have been kind of hit the hardest and you know, that's tourism and cities. So that, that was a challenge. However, uh, we're back in the saddle. It, the, the cities are back. We we're, they're contacting us, uh, and ready to go. And, uh, so we see that pent up demand as, you know, it'll make us busier than ever, but uh, we, we see it as been putting us in a good position. And I should add, we're in this for the long haul. This is a 20, 40, 50, 100 year project. Um, so we're not worried about, you know, just next year. That's not where our, our target is. It's long term. So we're going to do it right. We're going to do it at the pace that's necessary to develop everything, uh, you know, uh, correctly. Just to touch on that for a moment, you said that this is obviously a, a long term project and something that you see going way into the future. I mean, I mean, without this sounding like a typical interview question, what are your hopes for the series and what position do you hope it's going to be in in say 2030 i mean yeah that's roughly 10 years away how do you see the series looking uh, at that stage mm -hmm. yeah so you know we see this really very much as a mainstream sport so i i think probably the easiest reference is i could say you know look at look at formula e uh you know five six seven years ago when it started you know they did a good job at heart. Still, not, not many people on the street, let's say, really knew about it. Uh, I think now they've really established themselves. They're doing a good job. They're, I mean, they're really well known. Uh, they, they're a big powerhouse in the industry now. Um, perhaps they're not as, let's say, you know, big, if that's a, a generic word, uh, as say Formula One car racing. Um, but they're, they're on a really, really big and excellent trajectory. Um, so we want to be doing the same. We're, 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 we're kind of looking at them as a model, but we have our sights on 
Formula One cars, on you know NASCAR in the U.S. and 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 the mainstream motorsports. Um, we're always going to be positioned as motorsport. Uh, we, like I said, we're, we're expecting to reach mainstream audiences. So it's not just about aviation enthusiasts. It's not even just about motorsport enthusiasts. Um, we think we can appeal to a broader audience. So we, we have a pretty pretty high ambition for our our product and our our, our event uh, within ten years. Um, but it's absolutely going to be a household name by that time, uh, for sure. Yeah, just on that timeline, obviously, you compared uh, Formula One, for example, to Formula E. Do you think there is a, a period in the in the not too distant future where electric motorsport is going to be overtaking, if you'll pardon the pun, <laughs> overtaking uh, just generic motorsport and where electricity is just the, the general format for racing and for motorsport? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, even even in Formula One uh, car racing, you have, you know, you, you also have a form of their hybrid, really. I mean, you have a form of electric propulsion in, in there as well, yeah. um, or technology. So, you know, I think I think it's going to be insofar as we believe that electrification is the way of the future in transportation that will have to be mirrored in motorsport because what motorsport is, is is intended to do really or what it's good at let's say it's intended to entertain but what it's good at is being a proving ground for new technologies which can be later brought to market in consumer products right so the, the idea is you build you test it in, a, in an extreme environment you you fine-tune it and you can sell it to, you know to bring it to market so if the market eventually is going to want electric powertrains and technologies, then that's what motorsport's going to be doing, delivering that. So absolutely, I, I see that as the as the way forward. Um, is it two years or 20 years? I, you know, um, I'm, there's a lot of ways to look at that. It's hard to know, uh, but that'll be defined by the market. And that's good. That, that means that the market is creating a demand for what we're doing. And I think we all believe that that demand will be there. So we know our motorsport has a healthy future. And uh, yeah, and long term, I, I think it will be kind of the, the you know, the typical standard, uh, common even uh, form of motorsport. Okay, amazing. Now, you said before, you're known as the global air racing guy and one of the best promoters of air racing there is. Just to finish up, can you give us your best description of air racing and really try and sell it to someone who may not have heard about the series before? So AAC is the perfect blend of pure motorsport, real racing, uh, mixed with technology and the future. So it's, it's taking, I mean, imagine everything you know about motorsport, but adding a third dimension, raising it above the ground and making it faster and having a meaningful impact to the world. You know, AAC has meaning, has an importance. And it's the most exciting, the fastest motorsport in the world. Um, so uh, I won't have to be explaining this by the time we have another interview because everyone's going to know this <laughs> for themselves. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, that's perfect. Well, yeah, like I said, um, thanks for uh, taking the time to appear on the podcast. It's been great to uh, talk to you. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, no, great, Charlie. It's a, it's a pleasure. Um, really delight. So thank you. Okay, so there we have it, our very first guest on the Everything EV podcast, and what a great guest it was. Many thanks once again to Jeff for coming on, and I'm sure there's going to be quite a few eyes on Air AC after this. Thanks also to everyone that's tuned in and listened. We'll have more podcasts coming your way very shortly, but for now, 
please do give this episode a like and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from to make sure you get every single episode as soon as it's released. You can also get daily electric vehicle news and coverage on our website evpower.co.uk so be sure to check that out as well. Thanks once again for listening. I've been your host, Charlie Atkinson, and I'll see you on the very next episode of Everything EV.